Welcome to the show. Spurious scientific studies paid for by various industries are now the rule, not the exception, at least as far as what gets reported in the media. Additionally, we have the fact that far too many medical doctors cling to old, disproven medical industry dogma. Doctors tend to cling to those old dogma in situations where adopting newer, factual science would adversely affect their income. That's particularly disturbing when the old, invalid dogma dictates unnecessarily removing an organ. Today we're going to discuss two conditions concerning which the medical advice you'll likely get from your MD will be non-factual and may end up even causing your death. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with this. I'm the author of Body Science, a groundbreaking book on human physiology that has never received less than a five-star review and continues to garner accolades from across the spectrum, everyone from ordinary folks like you to medical doctors who remain open to new information. Today, we're going to talk about gout, gallstones, and removal of your gallbladder. Whether discussing science, law, or health, I usually include considerable supporting evidence. I'm not going to do that today. Instead, I'm going to simply tell you what the physiological truth is and let you experience that truth for yourself by changing your dietary habits. The changes I'll be advocating today are 100% healthy, and they will ameliorate your gout or recurring gallstones. And, as you'll see, they may well prevent you from dying as a result of following your doctor's advice. Let's start with gout. Gout is a painful inflammatory condition resulting from uric acid crystals lodging in certain joints in the body. The condition is the result of persistent high uric acid levels in the blood. The core issue creating that problem isn't actually too much uric acid production, it is the failure of the body to clear uric acid fast enough, thus resulting in the overabundance of circulating uric acid in the blood, which results in the unpleasant symptoms of gout. If the body of gout sufferers doesn't clear uric acid fast enough, resulting in the problematic buildup of uric acid, a rational person might consider eating in such a way as to produce less uric acid, and that would be beneficial. Indeed it is. In fact, eating in a manner that does not promote uric acid production is the only way to reduce painful gout episodes. The question of how to reduce uric acid production is where we get into trouble. The medical industry dogma for a hundred years has been to eat less meat. Some doctors have followed more rigorous scientific studies and no longer suggest that, but those doctors are a minority. The lion's share of general practitioners still tell gout patients to reduce meat consumption. And let me be clear, not only is that unhealthy in a general sense, but it will not reduce the frequency of gout episodes or the intensity of the symptoms. In terms of eating animal meat, chemically speaking, the primary culprit in uric acid production is a substance called purin. What animal meats contain high levels of purin? Offal, which is organ meat, as well as shellfish and anchovies. If you are a gout sufferer looking for relief, the first half of your solution is to eliminate the following animal-based foods from your diet. Sweetbreads, organ meat, wild game meat, shellfish, anchovies, herring, mackerel, and scallops. In the vegetable, grain, legume, and fungus categories, you'll want to eliminate the following food items from your diet. Lentils, soybeans, black-eyed peas, spirulina, any form of edible algae, yeast, and anything that has yeast in it, 
Most notably, bread, cakes, biscuits, cookies, crackers, flowers, milk, hamburger buns, hot dog buns, pastries, pretzels, rolls, any meat fried with a breading oatmeal, wheat bran, wheat germ, haws, and beer. Other foods with yeast or yeast-like substances in them are black tea, buttermilk, mushrooms, sour cream, soy sauce, truffles, cheese of all kinds, citric acid, commercially available citrus fruit juices, dried fruits of all types, fermented beverages, monosodium glucamate, vinegar of all types, baby cereal, barbecue sauces, ketchup, condiments, chilies and peppers, salad dressings, horseradish, mayonnaise, olives, pickles, sauerkrauts, and tomato sauce. Wow. You'll also want to steer clear of melons, peanuts, peanut butter, pistachios, chocolate, ice cream, citric acid, and distilled spirits. You may also find it advantageous to forego asparagus, cauliflower, spinach, mushrooms, green peas, and dried peas. If you're a gout sufferer, I bet your doctor never told you the things you just heard. Because the key to living without consequences of gout is to reduce uric acid production, my suggestion is to run through that list again, take notes, and stay away from the food items that elevate your uric acid level from ingesting purin. Is purin the only substance that causes an increase in uric acid? No, not by a long shot. Sugar and industrial sweeteners, such as high fructose corn syrup, are huge culprits. Unsurprisingly, tracking right along with sugar and high fructose corn syrup is the fact that one of the major predictors of gout is metabolic dysfunction, things like obesity and type 2 diabetes. At this point, you may be saying to yourself, wow, I have to steer clear of all those foods. What the hell can I eat? I'm going to get into that shortly. Before I shift to discussing gallstones and needless gallbladder removal, please take a moment to subscribe to the channel and hit the like button. By doing that, not only will you be informed when new presentations are posted, but you also tell the algorithms to show this content to more people. If you find today's information compelling, at the end, I'm going to tell you about the current special on body science, so make sure to catch that at the end. Gallstones are painful little suckers. When you get that unexplained pain in the upper right quadrant of your abdomen, go to the doctor, and he or she tells you you have gallstones, that's when you'll receive the profit-driven dogma. Your general practitioner will tell you that if you have one gallbladder attack, you're likely to have more. And as far as that goes, it's true, because no one in the medical industry will tell you how to stop getting gallstones. Your general practitioner will then likely refer you to a gastroenterologist. The gastroenterologist will tell you the only real treatment for gallstones is to remove your gallbladder. I want to direct your attention to the fact that while your general practitioner and gastroenterologist have never discussed with you how to stop getting gallstones, they've moved immediately to removing an organ you need. Let me share some language with you from a report from the National Institutes of Health concerning gallstones. Quote, the usual treatment for gallstones is surgery to remove the gallbladder, close quote. And this, the gallbladder is not an essential organ, which means a person can live normally without a gallbladder, close quote. As you can see, the view of the medical industry is that even though the gallbladder performs what I view as essential functions, and your doctor won't discuss with you dietary changes that will prevent future gallstones, they will push you to remove an organ of your body for no better reason than, quote, you can live normally without it. 
And I should tell you, the claim that you will live a normal life without a gallbladder is a straight-up lie. The overwhelming percentage of people who've had their gallbladder removed end up having to restrict themselves from eating certain kinds of foods because of the havoc doing so wreaks on their gut. Before I demonstrate how crucial I believe the gallbladder is, let's revisit what the National Institutes of Health said, which is that the usual treatment for gallstones is surgery to remove the gallbladder because it is a non-essential organ. But is the position of the National Institutes of Health, which is the de facto position of the entire medical industry, realistic or even rational? Are you ready? A meta-analysis of 18 studies concluded that removal of the gallbladder has a harmful effect on the risk of colon cancer. And in case you didn't know, being diagnosed with colon cancer is essentially a death sentence. Another study reported a significant increase in total cancer risk, including increases in several other types of cancers. So, while the Hippocratic Oath doctors take varies a bit from institution to institution, one constant is that doctors swear to do no harm. Yet when it comes to gallstones and your gallbladder, they don't tell you how to prevent gallstones from recurring, while advocating a course of action that science informs us increases a patient's overall risk of cancer with an emphasis on deadly colon cancer. That's an odd interpretation of do no harm. I might be inclined to give the medical industry the benefit of the doubt if there was simply no way to prevent the recurrence of gallstones, but there is. They just won't tell you about it. That's understandable within the construct of how the medical industry works. The gastroenterologist, anesthesiologist, and the hospital make money from surgery to move your gallbladder. Then your general practitioner, oncologist, and big pharma make a shitload of money from your cancer. Everyone wins. Except you, of course. The leading cause of gallstones is high carbohydrate consumption particularly foods with high glycemic load. Remember the NIH report from which I quoted earlier? While they do their best to gloss over the issue of carbohydrate consumption, they admit that metabolic syndrome, diabetes, and insulin resistance increase the risk of gallstones. And do you know what causes metabolic syndrome, diabetes, and insulin resistance? If you're thinking high carbohydrate consumption, you nailed it. In short, the most prevalent cause of gallstones, by far, is something completely within your control. If you stop eating lots of carbs, carbs with high glycemic load, and carbs high on the glycemic index, your odds of getting gallstones become pretty close to zero. If your odds of getting gallstones are pretty close to zero, that means your odds of having your gallbladder removed are also close to zero, and that means you will not increase your odds of getting the deadliest cancer known to mankind. All you have to do is stop eating carbs. But they don't tell you that. I imagine you took note that both gout and gallstones are prevented by not eating a significant quantity of carbs. Let me share a comment a gout sufferer placed on my ketosis page about a week ago. Ash wrote, I have gout. However, when I stopped eating carbs, it went away. I have recently let myself have some normal eats, too many carbs and even a few Cokes, and bam, major gout flare-up. Last time I do that, back to ketosis for me. At the outset, I mentioned I was not going to load this presentation up with a lot of scientific evidence, but rather suggest if you want to know whether these dietary changes work, apply them and see for yourself. I already know they're scientifically factual and they work. All you have to do is discover the truth and put it to the test. After we went through the list of foods gout sufferers should avoid, I told you I'd discuss what you can eat and should be eating. If you suffer from gout and or do not want gallstones, your best bet is to eat 
carnivore style. In fact, if you simply want to be in the best health of your life, eat carnivore style. Carnivore has a number of benefits, but the big advantage is it takes your body out of the toxic state of glucosis and puts it into ketosis. I'm not going to delve into that today. I'll simply say that to find out everything you need to know about nutritional physiology, read Body Science. While body science primarily reveals the hidden truth about how your physiology really works, presented in a way that every single reader can understand and apply, it also covers corruption in the scientific research industry, as well as a massive but beneficial economic upheaval that would occur if a majority of Americans suddenly got on board with ketosis. The most important part of the book discusses the truth you won't hear from big med, big pharma, or the media about how to never get metabolic disease, hypertension, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, obesity, and heart disease. Since all of those are at epidemic levels in the U.S., how cool is it to never have to worry about getting them again, ever? It's simple. Read body science and apply what you learn. Did I mention that body science has never received anything less than five-star reviews? Before I jump into the big Christmas special, allow me to ask you a question. After I ask the question, I'm going to pause, and I want you to answer the question out loud. I know it may sound silly, but just humor me for a moment. All you need to do is say yes or no out loud. Are you ready? Okay, here's the question. Do you trust the government? Hopefully you're a sane, rational person, so your answer was a resounding no. If your answer was no, allow me to suggest you also pick up a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Myths, the best-selling book in America detailing the factual reality that Congress has never imposed the income tax on ordinary working Americans like you. And once you understand what really took place, what the law really says, you can safely walk away from the government's income tax scam for the rest of your life, if you so choose. I did exactly that 30 years ago. I haven't filed an income tax return or paid a penny of income tax in 30 years because I know the truth. Because Congress has never imposed the income tax on ordinary working Americans, why do the overwhelming majority of Americans believe the tax has been imposed on them? That's a two-part answer. The first part is that beginning shortly after World War II and continuing to this very day, the U.S. government has run a massive and <laughs> highly successful disinformation campaign to convince you that something that is 100% false is actually true. The second part of why Americans believe something to be true that is 100% false and completely detrimental to their own lives is perhaps best illustrated in a quote by Thomas Sowell. Sowell said, quote, some things are believed because they are demonstrably true, but many other things are believed simply because they have been asserted repeatedly and repetition has been accepted as a substitute for evidence. In other words, Sowell is saying that if one believes he knows something to be true for a certainty, even if it is 100% false, that person is unable to consider the actual truth because he has convinced himself he already knows the truth. Thomas Jefferson said, being knowledgeable is essential for our power, safety, and happiness. Can you imagine what Jefferson would think of hundreds of millions of Americans who have completely abdicated knowing anything and as a result gave up their power, their property, 
and their liberty, thus becoming pseudo-slaves, surrendering a percentage of their labor to the government without even looking into whether the world's most prolific liar, the United States government, lied to them about it. <laughs> Jefferson would be appalled. When I speak of Americans being so brainwashed by government propaganda that they can't even consider looking into facts that upend a false government narrative, I'm not speaking about you, right? You are not that person, right? Since that's not you, and you absolutely do want to know if the government has created a false narrative in your head through massive propaganda, the question becomes, where do you find the facts that prove the government's narrative is a fraud? I'm glad you asked. The answer is, you read, income tax shattering the myths. Income tax shattering the myths is the only comprehensive compendium in existence that lays out the fraud from A to Z, containing mountains of irrefutable evidence concerning to whom the tax actually applies and to whom it does not, presented in a way every single American can understand. And like body science, over the 13 years since its publication, Income Tax Shattering the Mist has consistently received five-star reviews. If you're wondering why a book about the truth of the income tax, something one might suspect is dry and boring, gets five-star reviews, the reason is it's anything but dry and boring. It reads like a mystery novel. In fact, it is so fascinating and engaging. There are literally people over on TikTok discussing the book chapter by chapter because the truth and the story of the truth is that intriguing. All right, so let's get on with the big Christmas special. Right now and until midnight on December 24th, if you purchase Body Science and Income Tax Shattering the Mist, not only will you get free shipping, but I will personally inscribe and autograph both books for you. You may have seen media stories about authors using robo-signing. <laughs> I don't do that crap. When I say I personally inscribe and autograph your books, I mean I pick up a pen, I open your book, I write a message to you, and I sign my name. To get your inscribed and autographed copies of Body Science and Income Tax Shattering the Mist, go to drreality.news, drreality.news, and use the code GETTHETRUTH. The offer applies to the two-book bundle and the four-pack. I'll put the codes and the product links down in the notes. A couple of quick comments as I close. Not long ago, I did a presentation about how to never get Alzheimer's. The praise for that presentation has been tremendous. I hope it will help you or people you love. I'll put the link down in the notes. Also, after you've made the dietary changes we discussed today, Drop me a message at dave at drreality.news and let me know your results. And lastly, by purchasing Body Science and Income Tax Shattering the Mist, you help me to continue to be here to get the truth out to people who need to hear it. Thank you for supporting my work and take care.